My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about becoming fully alive in the very best version of yourself. Today, I'm here with the Director of Global Purchasing for Dana Incorporated, a rising star in the corporate world. Ten years, five promotions, same company. And the reason is we're going to talk about living with intention. You're going to get to meet Daniel Costello, who talks to us about living with intention with family, living with intention within the corporate world, living with intention in his own personal life, not just waiting for life to happen to him, but actually investing in the things that most matter. I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Dan, it's great to sit with you again in another great conversation on Three Words Podcast, but this time... In our new studio, it welcome is, to the new studio. We're it's excited. amazing. We're excited to uh, to have this new space that will be consistent for us. But honestly, friend, I can't even keep track of how many episodes we have filmed together mm. as a part of Three Words. But all of them have been invigorating. They've been inspiring to me. And for those who have been listening, they often comment about your professionalism and about how articulate you are. And even at the age of 32, how you're able to really achieve your dreams. And we were talking a little bit off camera, but you are now in year 10 um, with Dana Incorporated, which is a mammoth company. And you started there when you were 22. You now are 32 and you are the global, you are the director of global purchasing. Mm -hmm. And that is your fifth promotion in 10 (laughs) years. I know you're probably embarrassed that I say that. I'm not embarrassed to say it. I'm proud of you (laughs) because at 32 years old, you are embodying so much of what we talk about here at Three Words Podcast. So Without further ado, I think our conversation today ties right into that, and those three words are... Live with intention. So intentionality is my passion. At DMB Coaching, three words, we want to talk about choices that count, moments that matter, living life on purpose, being fully intentional. And this three-word phrase, living with intentionality, or living with intention... um, is near and dear to your heart as well. You've been embodying it and living this for so long. So get us started in the conversation, why this is so important and how it's tied into your own journey. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Michael. I mean, first of all, thanks. You didn't have to give me that huge intro, but I appreciate (laughs) that. No, it's been cool to see how things have worked out for my, you know, professional career with this in mind, living with intention. And I think, you know, you know, what I've learned like from my coaching with personal, my personal coaching that I've done, there's two questions that I typically have people ask when they say, what does it mean to live with intention? Like, how do I even start to live with intention? And meaning that I don't even know what it is to be intentional on a day-to-day basis with my family. How do I do that with my coworkers? You know what I mean? And so uh, the two questions I always say you should ask yourself is number one, what do you often get compliments for? And number two, what do you care about that nobody else seems to care about and it mm. frustrates you like crazy. Those tip those two questions typically questions. will will determine what it is that you care about and that you're passionate about and what it is that you can potentially start using to focus in on being intentional. So like for instance, if someone is always saying to you like um man, that time that we had that conversation, I was so encouraged and you know, you're getting compliments like that all the time potentially you have a strength of encouragement or a gift of encouragement to encouraging people. And if that makes you feel, you know, good about doing that, Mm -hmm. then why wouldn't you start to be very specific in your day to day and making an investment in that particular area? Right. Why why not just 
put it in your calendar to say, I got five people that I want to encourage this week. Ooh, I like that. Very and just practical. say, I, and now I'm, I'm doing something that I know that I'm good at because I've been hearing it my whole life. Man, that was so encouraging that you said that to me. Why not be the encourager in your company? Find five people that you want to do each week, mm-hmm. schedule them Monday through Friday, and just give them a call or write them a note or send them an email, an encouraging email. That is what I consider. It doesn't have to be big. It's just small things like that, living with intention. Yeah. And then the second thing, like I said, what do you care so deeply about that others don't care about? Mm. These are the things like, why does nobody, like if you're sitting at your desk and you're like, and again, I'm talking about in the corporate world or yeah. in any any function of your day-to-day job. Um, why does nobody care about our processes? No one follows the processes. You know what I mean? Like I know a lot of people in my company that are frustrated about that. I'm one of them. I'm frustrated when we don't follow our processes. But at the end of the day, the question you have to say to yourself is, why am I so angry about it and nobody else seems to care about it? Well, typically the thing that you are most frustrated about is probably because it's something that you also have a gift or strength in improving. You're probably gifted in developing strong processes. So why not, instead of being the one who's complaining about it, take action and be the one who's going to actually do something to change it, right? Mm-hmm. Go and actually help develop the process or help people understand the process, put on training sessions about the process yeah. so that other people understand that there is a process that needs to be followed. Those are the types of things that I would say would be living with intention as opposed to just, you know, sitting and being frustrated. Well, and that intentionality is exactly how DMB coaching came to exist. That's how Three Words Podcast came to exist is because as we were spending time together and talking and interacting with human beings, we're like, wait, every human being I meet is alive, but so few are living. Mm. And I thought, how are we just on this roller coaster and this, you know, this hamster wheel where everyone's just doing the same thing and feeling numb and feeling bored and feeling empty? Yeah. Like, why is no one doing something about that? Why aren't we at least addressing the problem? And so we can be the change. Right? We can be the change. And so even as you you use the phrase, you know, live with intentionality, immediately I started thinking about all the other possibilities that this could be called. Learning with intentionality, mm. living with intentionality, loving with intentionality, listening yes. with intentionality, leading yeah. with intention. Maybe we got a book. We, we just wrote a book. We just gave an outline <laughs> for our first book together, Dan. But seriously, it. this idea of intentionality can be applied to leadership, listening, loving, families, networks, we just spend so much of our lives in the spontaneous, Mm. whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm curious what today is going to be like. (laughs) Why don't you choose what today will be like to be that intentional uh, kind of human being? So that's what comes to mind for me because you mentioned something I care deeply about is like why are people so numb and why are people oftentimes feeling purposeless and so forth. And so we built something and we the, made an investment to build and something. And the metric I think you can say to yourself, whether or not you are living with intention is when someone pays you that compliment that they used mm-hmm. to always pay you, you can now confidently say, good, that's what I meant to do. Like I purposefully encouraged you. It wasn't that yes. I just like, because it's my gift and because I'm just good at it, I naturally stumbled into it from time to time. It's like, no, I put it on my calendar to call you and talk to you and encourage you. So now it's more so of a- And you don't need to necessarily even say that to the person, but you know right. in your mind's eye, you're like, I did that on purpose. Because oftentimes when we get a compliment where I was like, oh, me? Yeah, yeah exactly. Me? Oh, what? what? You yeah. saw that? No, I actually am not surprised by it because I'm making investment. So again, you use the term intentionality. Intentionality requires investment. Mm. 
Intentionality requires that I'm actually going to put in deposits, time, energy, resources, as you said, training, um, designing my week to make sure that it's happening, that the dreams are coming true. You know, we talk a lot about this idea of intentionality and DMV coaching, but oftentimes we just live life on accident and just don't really are not purposeful on our actions. I want to pause right now in the middle of my conversation with Dan Costello and simply invite you, if you're enjoying this podcast, to share it with a friend or subscribe to our YouTube channel. And I think for me, like when we talked about, um, we've talked about this a couple of times about investing in people, like intentionality for me is, it's always going to be about relationships. I always talk about relationships. I'm a relationship, relational guy. That's my sure. thing, right? But and your number one on Clifton Strengths is developer, developer, yeah. developer right? Yeah. Makes so, sense. but for for me, for relationships, like if you think about, we're all gonna, and this is morbid to think like this, but we're gonna one day be on our deathbed, mm-hmm. right? And we're gonna be thinking back on our lives, and we're gonna probably have some regrets about things that we wish we would have done. And I, I mean. I would be disappointed if I look back at my life and I said to myself, you know, I didn't invest in more people or I didn't have that conversation with my son or I didn't, you know, spend more time with my wife or whatever that might be. But I think for me, it's not going to be the things like, oh man, I wish I would have achieved that, that, that thing, or I would have, uh, accumulated that whatever materialistic thing, whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's always going to be about people. So why wouldn't we make the choice to be intentional with people, you know? And you've been doing that. I mean, you were talking about even a recent conversation you had with your son. Yeah. I mean, he's what five and you're having like these deep intentional conversations. Yeah. Bro. I I apologize that you're now a life coach with DMB coaching because you're going to get the same eye rolls that I get when I tell my kids, do you know, how valuable this in, <laughs> this information is, and they're like, oh, geez. But I I want that, and, yeah. and I I admire your relationship with your kids because I think you guys have a relationship that's deeper than just the surface level of what a father and a son or a father and a daughter would look like. For me, like with with Samuel, the, the conversation we had, I was driving him to school. My uh, five year old, almost six year old, I was driving him to school, and I said, Samuel, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he goes, you know. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a deep sea diver. I want to be a firefighter. He gives me all these answers of what he wants uh-huh. to be. I said, okay, Sam, that's cool. But who do you want to be when you grow up? He's like, dad, I just said, like, I want to be a firefighter, an astronaut, deep sea. And, you know, then I get into the question of like, no, Samuel, what it means, like, who do you want to be is different than what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. And so I started explaining like, and this is really silly because we're, I mean, we're talking about like having a conversation with a child, but I think it applies a lot to us. You know, I said, okay, Sam, do you want to be a nice person or a mean person? And he goes, I want to be a nice person. You're like, do you want to be selfish or selfless? I want to be self. So like he knows the yeah. understanding of like good and bad, if you will, to some extent. And what I'm trying to do is like say, hey, we there's characteristics of intentional people. Yes. There's characteristics that you should be striving towards in thinking about as opposed to just like what you want to do. And I think there are a lot of people still Today, and I'm 32, like we, we talked about, and there's people today that are trying to figure out what it is they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. They're still trying to say, who do I want to be or what do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. And I think if they ask the real question of who do I want to be when I grow up, they might it might be completely irrelevant as far as um, what they want to do. Yeah. You know, it, 
who do you want, who do you want to be is going to potentially completely squash what you want to do because you can be, you know, that you can have those characteristics in any part of any job as long as you're being true to yourself in that. And I would encourage that you are as just as intentional about becoming those qualities and enhancing those characteristics as you are in actually becoming an astronaut. Because if yeah. he does want to become an astronaut, there's a lot of training. For sure. There's a lot of schooling. There's a lot of physical fitness. There's a lot of a lot of things. For sure. But so often we go, yes, I'm going to invest all this energy, time, training, money, resources, years, studying books to become an astronaut. But I bet you I'll just become kind because I just want to. <laughs> or I think I won't be mean because I choose not to. Right. Or, you know, I said to my dad when I was five years old when you're driving, I want to be selfless and not selfish. Mm -hmm. What well, do you think we just become selfless on accident? No. Right. I would say to live with intention, if selflessness is a goal, if selflessness is a value, what does it look to build a life, a perspective, rhythms, routines, yeah. energy, investment in being selfless? It's See, huge. so huge. often, you know, we spend all our energy preparing and being intentional in the things that are going to bring a paycheck yep. or the accolades or the esteem or the title. And yet we just wing the rest of it, which, which is all the, if what you said is true, Dan, it's all the stuff that most matters because at the end of our lives, that's the only thing we're talking about. So yep. what, what you're saying is at the end of our lives on our deathbed, yep. the things that most matter, we were not intentional about for the first 70, 80, 90 years. Yeah. The things that don't matter at all or matter far <laughs> right. little, right. we have had tremendous intentionality. What is wrong with that picture? It's crazy. Because we focus so much on the competencies, like you say. Yeah. Like the training and all the things that you you got your degree, you did this, and you're a professional now. We focus on the competencies, and we we focus very little on the character. Well, let's talk about that. You are a next-level professional. You are a manager. I'm just curious. How many people do you supervise currently at 32 years old? Uh Globally, I think in within our group, we have about 100 employees in our in our LV group. That report up purchasing. to you. Indirectly, in some way, func or, or function. Okay, yeah. so you're developing them. You care about them, but um, obviously, there are others that are listening who want to be supervisors, who want to be leaders within the corporate world, who want to be, you know, uh, leaders within the nonprofit world. Whatever they want to be leaders, they want to be successful in their careers. What does this look like to live with intentionality in the context of the professional environment? Because obviously, you're doing it. Sure, it's being recognized. You're being promoted. You're having more opportunities to have influence, but I'm guessing you have been extremely intentional within the workplace. Yeah. And like I say, it's all about people for me. So I think, you know, actually it's even funny. My, uh, my boss, uh, he calls me, uh, Dan Costello, man of the people. That's like his joke. And, and, but he's, he's being, what a compliment, but it is a, it is a compliment and he knows it and he says it as a compliment too, but it's also kind of a funny thing because he knows anytime that there's a decision that needs to be made, I'm always going to be thinking about how it's going to affect the people. It's just the way that I'm wired. And I think that's that's a value that I can bring to the team. But for me, like what you say about how can you, you know, be intentional in the workplace, it's as as a manager, you have to have specific conversations with your people that aren't just status updates. Mm. Oh, I'm so I'm so sick of the status updates. Now, granted, don't get me wrong, because there is time and right. place for status updates. Is the project you need, you need status updates and you need to go through the work. But there can also be times that we're not going to talk about, is it done yet? We're going to talk about, do you like what you're doing? Do you, what do you not like about what you're doing? What roadblocks 
are in your job that you need help with? And what else, like what, what are some of the hob- hobbies that you have or just talking to the individual and building a relationship, building rapport, building yeah. a friendship with them so that it's not just about, is it done yet? Because people see through that. And this isn't also, this isn't some way to, you know, make people think that you are trying to, you know, go around a, a certain way and say, Hey, I'm trying to be your friend so that you can eventually, you, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not like investing in them with within a means, a, within an agenda, with an agenda. Right? But the reality is we know that 50% of the American workers right now are looking and potentially exploring other opportunities professionally. Yeah, for sure. Why would you not want to stay with the place or the people or the supervisor or the manager who cares about you, yeah. who's being intentional with you about who you are yeah. and not just what you do? People right? don't quit their jobs. They quit their managers. They quit Whoa. their bosses. It's 100% true. Ask anybody. Well, I've heard it said, and I don't know where I heard it, but the two <laughs> most important decisions, the two, I should say decisions, but the two greatest factors of satisfaction and fulfillment and happiness in life is who you are married to or your romantic partner, the strength of that relationship, mm-hmm. yeah, and the relationship with your boss, <laughs> both of which have significant influence, influence yeah. on how it affects on how you're feeling in regards to your happiness quotient. But as a, as a leader of people, what a responsibility, right? If that's true, what a responsibility that you have to lead individuals and not just, is it done yet? You know what I mean? And how do you expect people to want to follow you if you don't, or how do you expect to influence or motivate people if they know that all you care about is, is it done yet? Right. You know, so, but even I'm guessing for you as you climb, if I can use this term, I know you'll hate it, but yeah, climbing the ladder of success, the corporate <laughs> ladder of success, but as you do that, I'm also guessing you are very intentional beyond just even investing in people. But I'm, I presume you do your job well and that you get it done, that you are there early, that you are putting in the work. You're not coasting and scrolling on a phone when you're there. Like you are all in. And that's been recognized because the reason I break, the reason I bring that up is sure. oftentimes people will ask me or even folks. We're in this third season of life, you know, the third season of influence. You know, we've gone through the season of identity, season of investigation. Now we're in the season of influence. Mm-hmm. I get the question all the time. And even people around me get the question, man, how did you get that opportunity mm. to do the thing that you do now? Yeah. And my response is, I didn't get the opportunity. I created the opportunity. Sure. To get the opportunity means it just fell on my lap. That doesn't happen. Sure. We actually create opportunities with intentionality. Yeah. In a previous episode on Three Words Podcast on the Road, I was with the CEO and co-founder of Haircraft Company, and Leo was his name, and he used the phrase earned opportunity. I loved it. I keep using it, is that there is opportunities that we have, and I've been gifted with a lot of opportunities and a lot of privilege and a lot of really cool people around me who care for me who opened doors of opportunity and access to me, but also I earned a lot. Yeah. I worked hard. I was intentional. Sure. It's both of those things coming together. I, I'm just curious for, for young professionals, even those in their mid, mid careers, yeah. lessons of intentionality that are applied to the corporate world or applied to the career realm that you can share as we begin to kind of wrap this yeah, episode this, up. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say, and actually I can't take credit for this because one of, one of our purchasing leaders at Dana said this, and I couldn't agree more, um, is raise your hand and volunteer for things. When, when people, when there's special assignments that need to get done, raise your hand. I remember mm-hmm. there was, we did an engagement survey at Dana 
and we had results that come back that says these are the positive results, these are the negative results, and we're not just going to look at the negative results and say, ah, oh, well, we'll do better next time. It's we're going to take action to improve the negative results of the engagement survey of how people feel in the workplace. And so we actually created teams, focus groups, to address some of these things. And our leader said, hey, I want us to all do this together, not just the leadership to figure out the way to solve this, but I want every all the working level people to figure this out. I raised my hand. I said, I want to be a part of changing mm. our culture when it comes to developing people and investing in our people. And what do you know? You know, it's it was an amazing but that, opportunity, but it and took it's work. what I love to do. And it took extra work. Oh, it was not my energy. job. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you, did you get paid for that? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, we tend to do, <laughs> for sure. you know, it's like, you know, what's, what, am I going to get paid? Is this for free? And, but, but I think you just nailed it. Raise your hand. Uh, our producers here in the studio today, Logan, make a note that we want to do a three word podcast with Dan Costello. <laughs> Raise your hand. Yeah, it's already, great. I'm thinking about a variety of things. So oftentimes we, opportunities come, we put our eyes down. Yeah. We put our eyes down and, as opposed to raising our hand, jumping in, being – Or in the survey, we we were we were negative about these things that need improvement. And we said, yeah, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. And then we say, hey, we're going to try to address it. You're like, ah, I don't have time to help address it. I want someone else to fix it for me. Like you can be part of the change. Yes. Step up. You can be part of the change. The change in society, the change in your family, the change in your office, the change in your life. We can be a part – of the change by living with intention. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.